Welcome to the Foreign Object. I'm your host, the New Age Rudo, alongside my broadcast colleague. Oh, I was Walk not with expecting Gio. that. I was not expecting that. A little play out of the Michael Cole book. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, so how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Okay, that's um very different from usual. Yeah, usually I'm upset, but I'm doing fantastic because it is a great time right now for wrestling. What what makes you say that? The beginning of the Wednesday night wars. Oh, so we're just going to jump into it. The <laughs> Wednesday night wars are alive. Um if you don't know what we're talking about, then you probably been living under a rock. NXT has now um what signed a TV deal is what it what they say. Yeah, they're making the jump to cable television. So NXT will be on Wednesday nights on which is has been the norm. They've always right. been Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah. Um but now they will be on the USA network for 2 hours. Yeah, so before it was an hour it was an hour long show, now it's going to be a 2 hour long show on cable television. Um on, on Wednesday television. nights. And just to uh make it a bit more exciting, they're going head to head with AEW. Um yeah, they're going to go up uh head to head. I don't know if is AEW an hour or 2 hours long. I'm not sure. I don't I don't know if they've said yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Unless I probably don't pay attention. I don't pay enough attention to, attention to AEW news. Right. Um, um So yeah, because of this, Twitter just kind of went off into a big uh argument, a realm of arguments, a battle. Yeah, a little One battle of the first between the, of the war. Yeah, the first the fan battle. That's where fan it starts. Battle. It's yeah. the fan battle that starts it. The WWE stands and the AEW stands. Um, right. A lot of good points being made, though, by a lot of people that I feel like are not um, picking sides. Yeah. But great points made. I think you made a great point. Um, kind of... So with this news coming out, a lot of people instantly kind of pointed fingers at WWE saying, oh, uh, they want to, how convenient of them, what a coincidence, they want to uh, have a show on Wednesdays now on cable television. Um, you kind of point, made a point about AEW playing victim when it's convenient for them. Yeah, man. Um I've said this exact phrase multiple times. The AEW guys need to get on the same page. Yeah. Because you've got Jericho inciting war. You've got Cody Rhodes inciting war. you got Young Bucks inciting war. Then you got Kenny Omega acting victim when they're head-to-head on pay-per-view. Yeah. And then Chris Jericho acts the victim again once NXT is announced for cable television. Um, so you can't have your cake and eat it. Um, that quote never made sense to me. Basically, you, you, it's true here for the AEW guys. You can't be inciting this war against the WWE. And then when they make moves to play your little games, pretend to be the victim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of people saying that 
Cody's uh, corny smashing of the throne back at uh, Double or Nothing was all it took to get Triple H involved in it. Yeah. Um, Because I don't think, as much as people are saying, oh, Vince McMahon's going to take over. I don't think this is a Vince McMahon move at all. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's as much of a even like WWE against AEW move. I personally I personally feel like on a larger scale, yeah, when you think about it, you guys are running two different promotions, right? So there is going to be a competitiveness. Um, right. And that goes with anything. You want to be at the top of whatever business you're in. So that's always going to be there, but I don't think like like straightforward i don't think wwe wants to really get into competition with anyone because it wouldn't make sense they're at the top of the mountain pretty much when it comes to wrestling um they're making amounts of money that's just ridiculous yeah they're doing amounts of shows that are just ridiculous there's no way anyone could really compete with that um a lot of people might say that i'm just a stand for wwe and just being biased by saying that um i think at the end of the day usa network lost a show and they lost their second biggest show on the network yeah Um, second highest rating show yeah and they need to make up for it and i think it more than anything it's a move for usa to get a show that could replace smackdown yeah um and I think that's all it really was. And people kind of blew it out of proportion. NXT was on Wednesday nights anyways. Uh-huh. It's it. People could have made the argument that that war could still happen. Like a NXT versus AEW type battle. Even NXT being on the network. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally saw um AEW's announcing that they'll be on Wednesday nights as already them trying to get yeah. into something with NXT or to get people to look at it AEW and NXT mirrored yeah. each other for this battle that's going on um and it goes to show that if they if AEW as mu- as many shots ha- that they've taken uh-huh. they don't really want to go into direct competition with Vince no, because, because if they did, they would have went and tried to get their show on a Monday right? or on yeah. a Tuesday. Well, yeah. And I think that would have pretty much been um, a terrible move for them. Yeah, it would have been suicide. It would have been yeah. like what uh, happened to Impact when they moved to Monday nights. And they said, well, this is going to be permanent. And then nowadays, they've completely rebranded multiple times. Yeah. They've completely been thrown around network to network, uh, night to night. Yeah. Um, they're in shambles, really. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't think AEW is all as confident as they pretend to be on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Um and I don't think they need to be. Like you don't need to be all oh you think we're scared, uh WWE? Like you don't have to do that online like <laughs> just produce no, yeah, your exactly. show and that's it if 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 your show becomes competition then it'll do that naturally yeah it'll become competition naturally you don't have to go out of your way to take shots when the moment they take shots you're online bitching and complaining yeah 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, how much of it do you think is the fans kind of just instigating a lot of it, and then the guys at AEW just kind of fall victim of it? Like, they kind of just um, get I, consumed by the noise. I don't think they're getting consumed by the noise at all. They or, started or, or the noise, even, if anything. Or even, you could go as far as saying, like, Oh, the fans are online getting like rowdy and making a lot of noise. Uh-huh. We might as well play into it. And because, you know, controversy gets people to tune in. Yeah, controversy creates cash, as Eric yeah. Bischoff has said. Exactly. We're going to talk a little bit about I want to talk about Eric Bischoff a little bit. Oh. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think he's probably running SmackDown right now, and it's been terrible for the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we're going back farther than that, farther than SmackDown. Oh, um, I, I think, yeah, the fans do have a playing it obviously, but ultimately it's up to the elite to not play into that. Yeah. And they should know that if they play into that, they can get bit, you know, and it could, it could turn on them Yeah, and they need to be ready for that and not complain when it happens and then play the victim. Yeah. Because they're not the victims. Nobody in the situation is a victim. No, it's just it's just business. It's business, yes. It's business, 100%. And Vince and Triple H are going to do what's best for business. It's funny how that line is kind of like a... It's kind of like a... I don't want to say like a joke, but it's like a it running... It is a joke. People, it's like a running yeah. gag that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they make. But it's like the truest thing when it comes to the business topic like anything like anything you do and i feel like because i'm kind of in a business realm with my Uh music right so i I kind of have my my mind on business stuff Mm -hmm. and like that line is very real to everyday stuff like yeah you got to do what's best for business yeah so so putting nxt on us8 network before you take away their second largest show isn't because you're scared of AEW. It's for what's best for business. Yeah. For both you and your partner. Because they still have to take care of their partner, USA Network. Because if SmackDown leaves and then advertisers notice, oh, there's not much going on on USA Network. Do we really want to advertise on yeah. any day? Then that's WWE losing money as well. Yeah, exactly. So you have to – it's all best for business. It's all business. Nothing is ever going to be personal on yeah. WWE side at least. No. I think, yeah, it, I think exactly. that's very clear from – just the people that Vince has had personal problems with, and he's still back, and they're still back. Yeah, you got Bret Hart, who he had personal problems with, and he brought back. You have CM Punk, who went on podcasts and shit on Triple H and Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon even said, in the future, if he would be open to that, we'd have CM Punk back. Yeah, I mean, you could even look at it as far as the um, Monday Night Wars. And after, having a direct war with Eric Bischoff right. and right after bringing him in anyways. And shaking his hand and hugging yeah. him on television. Yeah. The man that was trying to take you out of business, you now having your company working for you. Yeah. You shake his hand and hug him because it's all just business. Yeah. Let's talk about the Monday Night Wars. <laughs> okay, yeah. You have um, been watching Nitro. <laughs> so I started on, watching... On a daily basis now? or It's been pretty consistent. I stopped these last two days because... Uh, Raw and SmackDown, and then I stopped. I, I haven't watched today, but I'll probably watch something later. Yeah, I've been watching uh, Monday Nitro from the beginning, episode one. Yes, 
in the what is it called the mall yeah um <laughs> was it was it in the mall of america yeah yeah the mall of america okay um i've been watching from the beginning let me ask you before you continue okay. what made you want to start watching monday night nitro I wanted something to be just be playing on the in the background while I was doing something. While you were playing Minecraft, let's yeah, be yeah, real. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. It wasn't Minecraft because I can't focus on two things like that. Okay, but uh, I ended up getting distracted by the Nitro, and I started just actually focusing on Nitro. Okay. Um, and then from there, I was like, "Well, Raw is also going on in this time period. It had been for two years." From these episodes I'm watching, let me yeah. watch a couple of their episodes that go head to head with these that I'm watching. Um, so I watched a couple episodes of Raw. I won't watch every episode of Raw that goes head to head with Nitro. By the way, from what I'm watching, that's too much. No, um, no, that's like watch... watching so much wrestling because you'd yeah. be watching Nitro, Raw, and then you'd have to watch current product, which is uh-huh. Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night SmackDown, uh, or SmackDown Live, um, and then. Sometimes right. we wake up and watch UK. UK, and then usually when I watch UK, it makes me want to watch normal NXT. Yeah, and then, and then watch we'll NXT watch and a little like, bit well, of two hundred five. We'll watch a little bit of two hundred five <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we heard that there was a really good match on right. there. Right. Um. So I'm watching Nitro right now, and, and watching those few episodes of Raw, I can really understand why Nitro was killing it at the beginning of the Monday Night Wars. They a hundred percent. Uh, had the better wrestling. Yeah, definitely. And this is something we kind of talked about because I don't know why, as a kid, I for some reason I used to see more Nitro or more just WCW stuff than uh, WWE stuff. Right, because, reason. I mean, Nitro, I mean, WCW had TNT, they had TPS. You know, they had the Turner Broadcasting channels. They had that to their advantage. Yeah, and even before you brought that up, I kind of mentioned that to you. Like, the wrestling on... The wrestling on Nitro was a lot better than WWE, but the production was still better on WWE. Oh, yeah. Like And then the characters and the gimmicks. Like, you would have some characters on Nitro were, like, super gimmicky, and they tried to do that. Like, kind of mirror what WWE was doing, uh-huh. but they were just terrible. Right, yeah. Like, um, uh, like the Yeti. Like the Yeti, absolutely. Um, like, it doesn't like make sense because position, he's, you know? he's, he's a mummy. But he's a mummy, he's but they call him the Yeti. Yeti. <laughs> like, it doesn't and make it's sense. spelled Yeti. Um, but yeah, um, overall, in 1995, I, I can see why, even past 95, why Nitro had the advantage in the war. Yeah. But I'm also seeing a lot of stuff that is mirroring what we see now with AEW. Okay. Talk about um, it. Um taking a lot of shots for no reason. Yeah. Eric Bischoff loves those shots, man. He loves it. He was talking shit about in your house on Monday Nitro. Better than than that in your house stuff or whatever. <laughs> you know, just the whole catch line of what Nitro is, where the big boys play. Yeah. You know, saying, Oh, so and so wanted to come over because he's tired of playing with the small boys he wants to be where the big boys play yeah you know um, even the nitro hotline yeah even the nitro hotline where you know they're saying hey call in tonight and we'll tell you these rumors of this wwf superstar who got in a fight with a fan in the in the parking lot and he lost yeah it, it and so there's the shots there's the like the leaning on 
guys that are well known rather than trying to really build guys up really yeah. early. Um, even the um, bringing but even in though New they Japan. Did. Yeah, yeah. But even though they ha- they have young guys, but so in WCW's case, it's Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko. Yeah. Three of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. But you have them in the matches, and they're talking about the main event. Yeah. While this is going on. Yeah, so probably they, some of the best matches. So they've got the best talent, but yeah. they only got them so they can say, we got the best talent. But do they really care about that? Yeah, because not to say that during AEW their matches, they're still talking about Hulk Hogan the whole right. time. And not saying that AEW might not care about their other talent, but they're putting themselves in the spotlight first. Yeah. Um, What was it that you said about? Uh, New Japan talent. New Japan talent. They bring the, the, the women wrestlers from Japan, but they're only facing each other. Same with. Yeah. Same with what's they going have on like in a, AEW so far. Uh, a tag match. Japanese women match that they're not really mixing that talent with people that are signed to AEW. They have people from a different promotion, and they're all wrestling each other. Right. Why would I want to see that in AEW when I could go watch that at their promotion? Why don't Absolutely. you have some of Absolutely. them have matches with people that you have signed? Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff right now that is mirroring between AEW and WCW. Yeah. And, I mean, it could say the same for what's going on on the WWE end, where a lot of people might claim that AEW has better wrestling than WWE. Maybe that's the appeal. Yeah. And WCW did have the better wrestling at the beginning of the war, but they fell off and they lost. So... So it's very and, early is what I'm saying have, with AEW. even with, like, WCW, a lot of... The guys that were the stars, mm-hmm. they had creative control. So a lot yeah. of like once the once everything kind of settled in and it wasn't new anymore, uh huh. You had the big stars that have creative control that now aren't happy with the way maybe the main promoter is booking this stuff, so right. they want to take control. Right. And that's something that I could possibly see happening in AEW is like no one's on the same page and everyone everyone that's like in the head creative control, like the elite. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho. Yeah, Chris Jericho, them wanting to put themselves over. Right. Rather than everyone kind of focused on one goal. Right. Um, and I feel like that's even that's most evident in like their women's division where they have some really great women yeah but like they're putting all the focus on brandy Rhodes, who is still basically in training in wrestling like she's not the greatest wrestler she's pretty they're putting her in the spotlight as opposed to all these other women that are amazing that they have signed yeah so um yeah it's a little little uh i don't know look man you ask me Say I'm a wrestler and I'm trying to, you know, I kind of got my name for myself. Um, I've made a name for myself and I have to make the decision between signing to NXT, to NXT or AEW. I'm going the NXT route because I don't want the people in charge of my career to also have a career in the business that they're trying to run. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because you, it's safe to assume that they'll put their best interests first before. Yeah, exactly. They're still, all of those guys are still 
early enough in their yeah. career. They're still young. To still have a hunger for wanting to be the best. Yeah. And when you have control over being able to be the best and like make yourself look like you're the best, mm-hmm. then you're going to put that as a priority. Right. I don't. Uh, yeah. And not really even, they might even do it without really intending to. Yeah. Or, or realizing. Yeah. You don't really realize maybe. You know, so, yeah. I think a lot of things that Eric Bischoff did in, in WCW, he never realized were mistakes. He kind of just trusted his guys who had creative control. I mean, Hulk Hogan didn't want to put Sting over at Starcade because he did, he told Eric Bischoff, he's not tight enough, brother. So if that's not, if, if yeah. something that small is able to go over someone's head yeah, back in the day, it's not going to change now. No, not much has changed. You can, you can think that, oh, this will be different. It very well could be different, but it's dangerous to have people in in high positions who are also going to be wrestling, going to be a part of the storylines, and going to be yeah. on the active roster. Yeah. Um. So yeah, is that pretty much? I think that might be pretty much it for the AEW talk, though. Um. Yeah, I mean they're. I mean they're still. You know they are still new. They're not on TV yet. Not until October. Um, still signing a lot of talent. A lot of talent that I like, um, which is kind of getting me more and more excited for another another issue is. I still think they should have signed. Exclusive. Uh, I I agree. Talent. I agree, and they should because um, just this weekend, right? Moxley had a match with Pentagon. Yeah. Um. Those are two guys that are AEW guys now, and I mean, Mox they kind of just a had mat- a match that really had no story to it or anything. Right. They could have, yeah, yeah. you know, saved that for when they're on television. Build up to that. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a pretty big match yeah. too. Mox versus Pentagon, and, and because of that, that they don't have exclusive contracts, they're letting a lot of big matches slip out of their fingers. Yeah, exactly. Um, stuff like that. I mean, Moxley is going to have a, have a, what is it even called a match? A fight of Josh Barnett with at Josh Bloodsport? Barnett, Barnett at Bloodsport too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like, there's these when big you, things. When you see these superstars that are signed to AEW uh-huh. and we, and we start seeing their, the, their shows, we're going to think of these superstars and being like, well, some of their greatest matches didn't even happen on AEW. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you could argue that, like, seeing them in another match gets eyes on AEW, but I don't think so. Because then you just go to AEW and you're like, I've seen this match before yeah, exactly. in a different promotion. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah, I, they're letting a lot of big matches slip out of their hands. The only, I think the only way that that would be possible is if we were in a different time. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have social Yeah, media. because, I mean, Andre the Giant back in the day, biggest star in wrestling. I mean, he's huge. Nobody has seen anything like that. He's this huge Frenchman. Yeah. He, he basically had the same match in every town he yeah, ever went exactly. to. exactly. But it was special because nobody knew. Yeah. Because there wasn't social media. Nobody was filming it. Yeah, exactly. The only way you would know is if your friend from Kentucky went to a show a week before your show in, in Tennessee – and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna see Andre the Giant tonight against, uh, I don't know, 
the junkyard dog. Yeah. And then you get home and you call him and you're like, this is crazy. You're not going to believe what happened. And you tell them what happened. And they're like, that happened at the show I went to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like. Exactly. But now everything is so accessible that I feel like if, let's say, three years from now, they're going to book Pentagon versus John Moxley in a hardcore match. Within those three years, I'm sure they would have, have had a hardcore match. I mean, the one they had this last weekend was pretty. They used weapons. Yeah. So I would. Why would I be inclined to watch that just because it's on your promotion now? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. One last thing. I hope that um. I hope that Kenta signed a exclusive deal with New Japan. Um, I agree. Well, I, I'm pretty sure New Japan's contracts are pretty exclusive. And every once in a while, they'll do interpersonal stuff. Well, I mean, stuff, like, Moxley's over there doing stuff. Well, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but not for the Gaijin. The, okay. the, the foreigners, I think their contracts are obviously very different. Okay. Yeah, well, so when the news broke that NXT would be on Wednesdays, he posted it and was like, no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I hope he's not taking shots and then right. no. gonna do AEW stuff as well but yeah no I don't think so I, I think I don't feel like Kenta is one of those guys who came here and obviously he didn't it wasn't what everybody expected I don't think he's one of those guys to hold a grudge because of that yeah well I maybe he's probably like obviously doing like posted that because Bullet Club like right 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 he'll move yeah Um, but yeah moving on though Kind of spent too much time talking about Nitro. We always spend AEW. too much time talking about something. Um, let's talk about the King of the Ring tournament. Right. It was announced last week, and then the brackets came out after our podcast. But we didn't even talk about it last week at all. So we didn't. We no, we did. You, you. Did I we? think you did bring it up that that well because we found out last week, so we had to talk right. about it. Um, we just didn't know who was going to be in it or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. Um. But now we got the brackets. We now got the brackets. Got four matches completed. Yeah. So, um, first off, I want you to see my bracket. Okay. My design. How do you like the King <laughs> of the Ring logo? It's 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 exactly like their King of the Ring logo. It's on on uh on spot. It it kind of looks like the Burger King chicken nuggets back in the day oh, when nice. they were crowns. Nice. I don't remember that. I'm yeah. not that old. Oh. Okay. <laughs> But you watch Nitro, so <laughs> I've never uh seen an episode of Nitro in my life that was live. Okay, and you have, so boom. Yeah, probably. Alright, so so far I am um uh I'm fifty fifty. <laughs> okay. Uh, so far from the matches. Alright. I'm a hundred percent so far. Really? Yes. I my bracket right now is really spot on. All right. And I'm so, hoping it'll stay that way. So Joe and Cesaro had the first match of the King King of the Ring tournament. Yep. On Monday Night Raw. I had Cesaro. They're kind of booking Cesaro as babyface in that match. Really? And even in the promo before, I felt like it was very Yeah, the promo did face. feel kind of babyface now that I think about it. Yeah. Which I think is important because having a heel with braces is a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've met a lot of jerk-offs that wear braces, oh, okay. but that's 
Um, yeah, so Joe and 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 Cesaro. Okay. I had Joe, obviously. I had Cesaro for some reason. I I didn't think that Joe was gonna be. I thought that they had been doing Cesaro dirty for so long that they might have just given him a chance. But the match yeah. was really good. Oh, I yeah, really, really enjoyed really the good. match. Um, you can tell that a lot of these matches, um, were like strategic. Strategic. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Wow. Get it out, oh. brother. That word. They were they were just put together very well. Yeah. Um, they were put together strategic strategically. Yes. Based on who they know would uh would mesh really good together. Yeah. So Cesaro and Joe, um, just brawled a lot of uh, oh, yeah. European uppercuts. A lot of uppercuts. Uh, a lot of fists. Yeah. Um, real good, man. When Cesaro hits that torpedo uppercut, oh yeah, dude, that dude, dude, it looks unreal. I, I don't. There's CGI that doesn't look as good as he, Cesaro flying through the ring. He, it looks like he does a lot more spins than he actually does. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a really good match. Uh-huh. Cesaro wins. So I, uh, I got that. So I'll say I have one point on this bracket. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait, was the next match? Next match we got was Cedric and Sami Zayn. Okay, so I got that one. Okay, I got that one. I okay, got Cedric. Yeah. So so did I. Well, yeah, you just said you you said earlier you got a hundred percent. You were four for four. Yeah, um, I am four for four. Spot not sponsored. Um, another good match, I'd say. A little short, a little short, and um, I don't know if you saw after the match, Sami Zayn went in a tirade. This was a dot com exclusive. Oh, um, he was yelling at fans. He was cursing at fans. Oh they yeah, then I did see like he went over the mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah, um, he ripped up a sign, which one of my friends sent me because it was like a meme sign or something. So one of my friends that don't watch wrestling sent me it, and it was like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> and I was like, "It's cheap heat, brother." <laughs> Interesting. What did the sign have on it? Um, I don't know. It was just some meme picture. Interesting. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that, that, I was pretty spot on with that. Um, next we had Kevin Owens and a lot, well, no, the next match was Apollo Crews and Andrade. Right. Amazing match as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it was good. I think it might've went on a little bit too long though. It did go long. It did go very long. Something I didn't like about commentary where we talked about, I don't know when it was last week or maybe the week before about how Andrade is a huge guy doing incredible things. Yeah. They said exactly that, but about Apollo Cruz instead. <laughs> I wish <laughs> they would have said it about Andrade yeah. as well. Um, um, well, I think the whole, I think the whole thing with Andrade being a heel, you don't want to, right. You don't want to praise him, I guess. Yeah, you don't but I wanna... mean, you could get Otunga was working heel that uh, on SmackDown. So they could have got yeah. him to say it. So Andrade won, uh-huh. which was my pick, right? Mine as well. Honestly. Um, but I was I was kind of scared. It could have gone either way. I feel like, um, Kevin Owens and Elias. Yeah, this one I I knew exactly how it was gonna end. It was gonna end with Shano, uh, interfering in some way, and yeah. he did. I I I didn't think of, about that. I was thinking of a clean tournament, everything. That could go right, could possibly go right, and 
and it just didn't happen. Right. So, and, yeah. and especially with Kevin Owens coming out the uh, last week, kind of talking about the King of the Ring and how important it is to him. Right. Um, I kind of felt like that was gonna that was kind of like a sign of him getting further in the tournament. Yeah, it's almost like an obvious like he has a connection with Steve Austin who won it by the stunner. He has a connection with Owen who won it because that's yeah. his favorite wrestler. You know. Yeah, exactly. And then they just pull it. Yeah, out from under him at in the first round. It's just yeah. So yeah, but I got Elias. Um, and then let's just talk about the rest of our bracket. Yeah, yeah. So let's go from Raw. So the remaining matches we got from Raw is Ricochet and Drew Mac. Okay. And the Miz and Baron Corbin. Uh, so the winner of uh, Ricochet Drew Mac will go against Samojo. Yes, I've got Ricochet. Wow, I've got Drew McIntyre. You got Drew McIntyre? Yeah. Are you joking? Yes. Wow. All right. I okay. Um, and the winner from the Miz and Baron Corbin will go against Cedric. I've got Baron Corbin. Yeah, me too. Um, and then after this week, I think, I think the Miz is gonna get screwed over by Sammy and and Shin. Okay. So, so Baron Corbin's gonna have big heat because <laughs> he won't yeah. get a clean win. Okay. Um, jumping over to the SmackDown. We've got Ali and Buddy Murphy, and then Chad Gable versus Shelton. Uh, the winner of Ali and Buddy Murphy, who Buddy Murphy, by the way, this week had an amazing match with Daniel Bryan. Agreed. So good. Um, so the the winner of that match will go against Elias. I've got Ali. I've got Buddy Murphy. <sighs> I I I think you know, the match. Oh, I think it could go either way. Right. To be honest, I just think with them kind of putting. Um, Buddy Murphy up against Roman and having a great match, and even this week up against um, getting the win over Daniel Bryan, um, it kind of means a lot. So I feel like after those two great matches and that one win over such a superstar, I don't see why he would lose to Ali. Right? Yeah, I agree. Um, I did make my predictions before <laughs> I knew he would have a good match with, yeah. with Daniel Bryan. Well, me too. Um, yeah, I could see them going with Buddy Murphy as well. Um, it would kind of also be like an Ali situation where he just comes out of nowhere, has a great match with Daniel Bryan, and then he's like basically shot up to be around the main event picture. Yeah. But then obviously it gets uh, taken down by injury. But uh, And then we got... Chad Gable Shelton, who will face Andrade. Uh, I got Chad Gable. Yeah, me too. I got Chad Gable. Um, I don't see why Benjamin would need to win in any of this tournament. He's already had a career yeah. before. Um, if anything, Gable needs it more than anything. And if they were to go the route with Benjamin, um, I don't see... I just don't see him getting any further. I think if anything, okay. it'll become more like they, they'd have to go back and make us make a storyline out of Benjamin and Gable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I don't think interesting thing about all. SmackDown was Benjamin putting that sign that says you have to be this tall. <laughs> and I don't even think Benjamin's that tall. <laughs> so, yeah. I think he put it a little too high. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, what is with his gimmick right now? Where he just kind of looks around like, yeah. with really wide eyes. I think he's just there 
to be the guy backstage that has experience. Yeah, I guess. And he's probably trying like different gimmicks that may or may not work. Maybe. Um, you you want to get further into the bracket? Yeah, let's go further. So that um takes us into the semifinals. So for the Raw side, I've got Ricochet and Baron Corbin. And for, for the, the SmackDown side, I've got Ali and Andrade. All right. So for my Raw side, Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. Okay. And my SmackDown side, which only one of these people can make it now. <laughs> I had Kevin Owens and Andrade okay. in my semifinals. Okay. But if I could now, since we know... um. I would probably say Buddy Murphy Andrade semifinals. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I think that's gonna go to Ali, meaning that Ali would beat Elias. And then meaning that what's going on over here? Baron would meet beat Cedric and Ricochet would beat Samojo. That's what I think is going on here. Okay. Um. Oh, and then Andrade would beat Chad Gable. All right. Yeah. So then. Into finals, so from Raw, I think Ricochet will beat Baron, and then from SmackDown, I think Andrade will beat Ali. So we'll get Ricochet and Andrade in the finals. Interesting. I think it'll be amazing. Interesting. I'll do you amazing. one even better. I think Drew McIntyre will beat Baron Corbin in semifinals. Okay. Andrade will beat whoever he faces in semifinals because I had it against Kevin Owens, but um. I think he'll beat Buddy Murphy in semifinals, mm-hmm. and we will get the renewing of a rivalry that was amazing in NXT. Wow. And we'll get Drew McIntyre Andrade in the finals. Wow. And uh, my winner for the King of the Ring is Drew McIntyre. Wow. Okay. This is really interesting because the the big like disagreement we have is who's beating who's winning Drew Mac or Ricochet in the first round. Yeah. And both of us have that guy winning because I think Ricochet will become King of the Ring. Interesting. So we have the same. We kind of have the same flow of the of, yeah. of the tournament. We have we have one person out of that same match winning the tournament. Yeah, they're just different people. And, and that one was hard to pick from Ricochet and Andrade, especially because I saw someone on Twitter say setting up Andrade to win the King of the Ring tournament could be a perfect way. They get him and Charlotte aligned on television. Oh yeah, to be the king and queen of wrestling, especially because they have a large presence like on Twitter and stuff. Like, oh, there's yeah. no the, secret that there's a little freaky. On, it's a little on, freaky on the internet. On the internet. They're, they're <laughs> <laughs> Brother, when I wake up and I go on Twitter and I see someone say, "I can't believe Andrade posted a picture of Charlotte <laughs> giving him head," oh, yeah. and I'm like, "What's going on here?" And then I have to look, and it's nothing of the like, but it's very, it is kind of like suggesting of something. Yeah. Um. How do they still have jobs? <laughs> well, um, I mean, you know, Charlotte was planted into this relationship ooh. so that Andrade wouldn't leave. Oh, wow. But I'll do one even better. Okay. If Andrade does win King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. It's not to set up the king and queen storyline. It's oh, to exactly it's to going. set up the ending of his rivalry with Rey Mysterio 
and it will be the Battle of Kings. Damn. All right, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's, that <laughs> let's get some Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I'm not saying I almost cried, but Rey Mysterio's promo gave me goosebumps. I think that was the best yeah, promo I think, he's ever delivered. I think for a lot of people, this backstage segment promo really kind of showed how important Rey Mysterio is to the wrestling business. Yeah. I think just the thought of him retiring alone, um, storyline or not, is is crazy. I think th- there's not a time I remember where Rey Mysterio wasn't part of the wrestling business. Not only because he's older than me, but because <laughs> from the time I started watching, he was already wrestling. Yeah, and he was already a, he was already a star. Yeah, he he started wrestling first of all, fifteen years old in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. That's that's crazy. Nobody nowadays who gets into the wrestling business can say they were wrestling at 15 years old. Yeah. Um and then from Mexico, you know, he's obviously a huge star already because he gets the honor of of sharing the name with his uncle, who yeah. was also a big star. Yep. And as soon as he gets to the states, ECW makes him like this household name. Yeah. You know? Um then WCW, then WWE. He's always been a constant in wrestling. So yeah, it is hard to see wrestling with it with him being retired. Like that's a yeah, that's a that's something especially I've never even because of. he can he can still go. He's yeah. still very well polished. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the other guys that that we've known since we started watching wrestling, The Undertaker. Um, who else is still around? Jericho. Jericho. Uh, I mean. I, I, I would say Jericho could still go, but I don't think he's Not at as the level. polished and yeah. at the level that Rey Mysterio is at. Right. I think Rey is just... I think also a lot of times we look at, well, WWE might have kind of held him back because of not having other people around that can wrestle the same style. But I think that kind of helped his career have this long, like continue to go this long mm-hmm. cuz a lot of guys that are wrestling his his um style I I wouldn't be able to see them wrestling that long and at that high of a level yeah it could be really tiring yeah. for someone that has started wrestling at 15 and then now in his 40s mhm yeah um Man, dude, he's just so good on that promo. By the way, like, and, it, and it's, it's so interesting that it was kind of him hinting at retirement was him taking his mask off. Yeah, because like I don't know. Obviously, Ray, we've seen him without his mask. He was unmasked yeah. in WCW. Uh, he posts pictures on Instagram sometimes unmasked, but never his whole face. Yeah. You know, I think glasses are enough to count (laughs) as as like a disguise or something. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at, like, glasses are clearly, like, sunglasses definitely hide what a person looks like. Yeah. You know, you see celebrities going out and trying to hide their faces uh, with sunglasses. Right. So, I mean, you know who they are because you've seen their face completely without Mm -hmm. sunglasses. Mm -hmm. I think 
Ray is someone that we're used to seeing with the mask. So when he wears sunglasses, you still don't get the yeah, full yeah, picture because, of I mean, what he looks like. Right, because and what he really does in a lot of pictures and I think is is genius. So with the mask, he only shows the the face, the mouth and the yeah. eyes. In a lot of pictures, he's got sunglasses and with his hand, he'll just cover the bottom of his mouth. Yeah. And, so then, there's and there still you that, go. Like, he's removing the part you already see. So even when you're seeing the rest of his face, you're not really seeing yeah, his whole face. Exactly. And, it's the whole mystery. Of it, it. It's still and the even, mystery. And he's even wrestled without a mask. So right. In WCW. Right. Um, but it's, it's just, still... I think, just the, the fact that he was a young Rey Mysterio at that time. Right. And you change so much in the years. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know what a current Rey Mysterio like completely looks like. Right. And, and I think more than just what he looks like i think just the symbolism of what the mask is yeah the, like what the character, it represents yeah and the, right. and the character like once you take the mask off i think it's just it's just too much it, especially like once you take it off in the ring or in front of the masses like yeah that's kind of the sign of you know it's over yeah, you know that's a big thing in 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 Mexico. Obviously, there's a mask versus mask matches. I think nowadays it's a little less of a goodbye, but initially it's you take your mask off. Everybody knows who you are. They tell everybody your real name, your age, where you were born, and that's yeah. it. And then you go off, and that's the end of your yeah. career. You know, and and if you're still young and you take your mask off, it's mainly because of like a rebranding, right? Like, like right. for someone like Andrade, uh huh. Um. Or just other people that have been unmasked in Mexico, um, when they get their mask removed earlier in their career, it's uh-huh. just it's, it's just more for like a rebranding, right? But I mean, like, cause and it is because you go from whatever name you had, a lot of the guys will change their name. But when you get to the age of, let's say, the last guy who was unmasked, Doctor Wagner Jr., yeah, he gets his mask taken off. You can't rebrand. You're just so far yeah. in your career that yeah, then exactly. you are that no matter what. Yeah. Um, and that could be the, the the same thing could be said for Rey Mysterio. Yeah. He's so far in his career. Um, there's really like no way to turn the page and start a new chapter of an mm-hmm. unmasked Rey Mysterio. Right. Um, that and then just the emotion of his son coming in and saying like kind of saying these words that feel genuine along the line of you said you won't be done until we we have a match together side by side right um and so i could carry on the legacy of the the mysterio family right which which i think is a way bigger thing in mexico than it is in other places where there's second third generation wrestlers where yeah a lot of the times they're the guys don't want to take the family name because they don't want to be in the shadows whereas in mexico you want that name and then you want to become a better wrestler down the line you know it, you want you want the honor of being yeah. a, of being granted the name because when Rey Mysterio was thrown into the business his uncle didn't let him use his name at first yeah, so he exactly. was wrestling under a different name under a different mask until his uncle said you know you have this honor now of using yeah. my name I mean you you hear stories of like people that aren't really even like they're related but they're so far far down the line mm-hmm. but they still attach themselves like even for Rey Mysterio to be Rey Mysterio Jr., but it's not his... It's not his dad. His it's his dad. uncle. It's his right, uncle. Right, I mean, it's almost similar to the Samoan dynasty. Yeah. Like, some people aren't even directly related to the people in the Samoan dynasty, but they 
want to be a part of it. Right. Because they, I think it's just the difference in cultures mm-hmm. and how yeah. much family means to a right. lot of different cultures. Right. Um, And I think that's what separates like this storyline mm-hmm. from a lot of others. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And possibly to make like a really great story would be seeing Dominic just betray his dad. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. As I much mean, as oh. how emotional everything just sounded, like how like how it would sound great for him to 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 team up with his dad and and defeat the evil that is Andrade. Yeah. It'd, it'd be just almost a better story. A better story and just so much more emotion we'd get out of yeah. the Mysterio story to have his son betray him. Yeah. Whether that would happen or not, whether that would happen or not, because him and his son are close. I mean, they have matching tattoos. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know if that would happen. Does Dominic happen to have a tattoo of his own name? No, not that tattoo. Okay. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That'd be funny. Um, I don't know that that would happen, but it is kind of the more American wrestling way to go. Yeah. Versus like the Mexican wrestling way to go. Yeah. Mexican wrestling, like you're aligned with your family and you don't ever turn on your family. Yeah. You can turn on anybody else, but never your family. You're always with them. Um and you don't disrespect them. And but in in the States and WWE, we've seen it before. We've seen Charlotte Flair talk down a Rick. We've yeah. seen uh Jerry Lawler's son, whoever he is, Grandmaster Sexay, <laughs> talk down to Jerry Lawler even though he's not the bigger star. You know, we've yeah. seen it before. Um so, I don't know if we'll get it though from Ray. I don't know. It would it be could really be interesting. interesting. It 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 it's almost as shocking to even think that Dominic will be in the wrestling ring in the WWE. Right. I mean, it's it's interesting because we've seen this kid grow up. I mean, it he's not that much younger than me, and not that much older than me. Yeah, I think he might be. Maybe a year or two older yeah. than me. So to see him go from like a kid that was kind of thrown into a storyline mm-hmm. with the whole Eddie Guerrero um, being his real dad, which was not real, but at time <laughs> at that time I was like, "Holy crap! Like, yeah, this is crazy." Yeah. Um. So we kind of seen him in that light, and you would never think years later that he's going to be signed to the WWE and have matches and have matches like alongside his dad. Yeah. That's, that's crazy to think. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's, it's interesting that we're getting this story in WWE because lineage I think is way bigger in Mexican wrestling than, than American wrestling. So it's interesting that we're getting it. Yeah. Um, Man, I kind of want to see him turn on him. I don't know. It's interesting to see Rey Mysterio (laughs) in the WWE right now because of. Yeah. I mean, you can almost argue that with him going to Japan recently Mm -hmm. and doing stuff in New Japan, um, that could have easily like been his last stop in his career. Yeah. And he could have done amazing matches in Japan and had great storylines there as well, but. It's crazy to think that he came back to the WWE and there's potential for a really great storyline yeah. that could maybe even just be the actual retirement for him. Oh man. Um yeah, yeah, it, there's a lot of potential 
for Ray to still be in WWE, uh, and his career could have ended, you know, years ago. Yeah. When he first left the WWE or after his run with Mex- in Mexico. Yeah. Um, man, I don't want this to be the end, though. It it better don't be. I I, I don't think it will be, but I, I'm feeling like if it if it isn't, Dominic has to turn on him because there, there's got to be a reason for him to not retire. Yeah. I think if he if he and Dominic have a match together where they get rid of Andrade or whoever, the way it sounded like in Dominic's promo or like you're not you can't leave until we wrestle together. Yeah. Seems like all right, you guys have a match together and that's it, then he's gone. But if he turns on him, I think there's more potential for him to stay yeah. around longer. And then you have a rivalry between father and son they oh, could pr- man if dominic is just as great as a, of a wrestler as his father is could probably i mean i can't think of a father-son rivalry um no but uh, yeah and that has a lot to do also with how young ray was when he got into the business that yeah he's still exactly. here and he has a kid that could get into the business and he's he could still go because yeah. he's been in it so long and imagine that man like that would be the first would it be if you're listening and like you like a know legitimate wrestling, one not yeah. like a not like Shane Vince or yeah yeah like or, a legitimate in ring full on matches father son rivalry yeah I can't think of any maybe Chavo and Chavo Classic <laughs> <laughs> Chavo Guerrero Junior and Chavo Classic but I don't I don't think that counts because Chavo classic was not in the shape no no to go anymore yeah he was at an age where he was he was done like yeah physically yeah incapable of having this this is possibly this is like the reverse of that we don't know if dominic could go right yeah yeah to the level that ray is at yeah um it's gonna be interesting to see and watch play out yeah, man, I can't think of it. I can't think of any. I think the more interesting thing is that Vince has enough. I think Vince, don't you think Vince would have had to seen Dominic perform to have enough um, confidence to even put him in this like storyline? To perform, maybe not. I think it, it goes down to more of having confidence in Ray. Yeah, that's true. Because Ray has been very hands-on with Dominic's training, um, especially since coming back to the WWE which i yeah. which makes me think that him getting back into the WWE kind of sparked something into him to get his son into wrestling sooner yeah so that they can have matches against each other in WWE that just makes it's so just much so sense. crazy though like that in the spotlight of the WWE cuz yeah. it, it feels like it almost it could be a lot for him to oh, just yeah, put him sure. out there and yeah have such a spotlight yeah because this wouldn't be. be like a small storyline that's just a side storyline to everything else going right. on it would be a big people are going to be paying attention to this yeah i don't know it's crazy it's crazy to think about big potential big um, potential what else man what else uh new raw tag champions who cares new raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sasha banks for the is third time hold on for the f- third time seth rollins is a double champ every single time with different titles isn't that amazing yeah it's cool who cares <laughs> <laughs> okay um 
Sasha Banks doing incredible heel work. Terrible journalism work, however, from Michael Cole to say that nobody was talking about her blue hair. Yeah, a lot of people talking about um, I think blue hair. Everybody was talking about blue hair. Nobody was talking about why she attacked <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of backwards. <laughs> Very backwards. Um, but you got to do your job, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of doing your job, before I forget, let's talk about Vic Joseph. Oh, yeah. Vic Joseph came in to fill in for Jerry Lawler. Who was filling in for Corey Graves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which was probably the best decision anyone could have made. Whoever made that decision of like making us think we had to sit three hours listening to Jerry Lawler <laughs> and then have the fiend attack him. Yeah. Um, that was a great decision. But Vic Joseph killed it on commentary oh, yeah, the entire sure. night. Um, yeah. That is the true definition of when you have an opportunity, take it and just go all in. And well, not all in, but you know. <laughs> I so I've been. This has been eating at me since Monday. What match and who and what situation and what commentator were there a moment where there's a wrestler like this fresh superstar, like in a big situation, and the and the commentators was like. Make a name for yourself, kid. Make a name for yourself. What is that from? I have no idea. If you know, please let me know because that is fresh. I almost want to say it's Jer- it's Jim Ross saying it. Make a name for yourself, kid. Do it. Make a name for yourself. I don't know, but that's been in my head since. Uh, One, two, three, kid. Ju- Joseph? No. <laughs> uh, because he made a name for himself on Raw. They could have easily gotten, Um, I don't know. I know they interviewed him, but Booker. Yeah. They could have called Booker in for a job. They could have had Otonga. They could have just like had a two-person commentary table. Yeah. Um, But they did. he did amazing, and he really controlled that table. He controlled man. the table, but he also made Michael Cole take on, like, a secondary role. Uh, Yeah. He took, like, a backseat role to Vic Joseph. Yeah. Um, to the point where Vic had to like get Michael Cole involved by yeah. like asking him questions. Yeah. At one point he just goes, Michael, how good are the revival? Just to get <laughs> Michael Cole to say yeah, something. You, it's you, so good. It's funny because was it Michael Cole that said um about uh Mandy and Sonia Deville? Like, thank you for the superstar shakeup because they're here. Or was that Vic Joseph also? Uh, I can't remember. It might have been because one of them said that, and then we're like, "I'm take, I'll take on the the role of Corey Graves this week." Yeah, I don't think it was Vic. Um, may I? I could have sworn that was from a, when Alexa Bliss's music hit. Michael asked Renee to take on Corey Graves' role, and she went, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe all right, they did so there was both that. of those. Yeah, he he they did both of those because uh-huh. when Mandy and uh, Sonya Deville came out, okay. He said, "Thank you for the superstar shakeup." It might have been because Cole, these two then. are here. It might have been Cole. And then, then I heard the words, "I'm taking on the role of Corey Graves this week." And then Renee was like, "That's completely fine." It might have been Michael because I feel like, like first night, last thing Vic Joseph's probably thinking about is the superstar yeah. shakeup role, or not the shakeup, but the and also taking over for Corey the wild Graves. card. Yeah, oh, right, right, right. The wild yeah. card. And also the last thing he's thinking is that, oh, I'm just a replacement for Corey yeah, Graves. Yeah. Um, 
which he definitely wasn't. He wasn't just no, a replacement. No. He was he, replacing Michael Cole, yeah. and Michael Cole was there. Yeah. So it was quite interesting. <laughs> he was collecting a paycheck. I mean, maybe uh, Cole is looking to build the future of the of the announced teams because he is in charge of, you know, the announcers, the interview guys, the, all those people he's in charge of. Yeah. So maybe he's just looking to build the next um, stars of the announce table and uh, in doing so, taking a back seat. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah, that um, I can't be mad at that. Yeah. Um, how about all right? So the f- point that the reason Vic Joseph was there is because Corey Graves is gone and then replaced by Jerry Lawler, who we think is going to have the King's Court with Sasha. Yeah, the lights go out. <laughs> I hate that Jerry Lawler was like, "Oh no, I've seen this before. I'm getting out of here." <laughs> It's just like a really bad, yeah. like cartoon line. <laughs> yeah, and he still gets destroyed by the fiend. Still gets up by the, which I kind of like, because it means there's no escaping. Like yes. once you're a target, yeah. like it doesn't matter where you go, he the fiend will show up and kill you. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, pretty good, and I'm glad that it happened this week. Even though I said I'd really want. The Fiends take a back seat for a while and get some Firefly Funhouse episodes out is what I'm going to call them. No longer segments, they're episodes. Yeah. Um, And then bring The Fiend back in a little bit. I like that they did it on Raw because that this weekend, some more stupid-ass fake reporters okay. talking about, oh, the WWE is going to be looking to make The Fiend less scary for children. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit thank you and i think really they put it out there to, to say like no nah, this isn't happening the fiend is here to stay yeah he's gonna be as scary as he needs to be well i mean there's nothing that they could really do to make him less scarier <laughs> like yeah, no yeah let, let's yeah. just face the facts like what You're are you right. gonna do just completely remove his mask right the mask is terrifying yeah and that's the scary part of him there's nothing else that's scary about him Besides well, I mean, the mask. You, could, you can argue the lighting. Because as a kid, I mean, if I was watching The Fiend as a kid, and then I'm walking down the street, and then the light, the lamppost starts blinking, I'm like, I've seen this before. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> You're pulling a Jerry Lawler. I'm pulling a Jerry Lawler, and I'm dipping. Nah, I, I, there's nothing that would make it less scarier. Right. I mean, the lights are on, and the mask is the same. Yeah. It's just as terrifying. Yeah. I'm a grown man, and I'm afraid of it. So. Right. Uh, too late. And I mean, let's let's stop this this idea that children aren't already seeing stuff that's scary. They're like playing this Five and, Nights at Freddy's. Right, right. Well, not anymore. That's a little outdated. Oh, You're showing your age. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, the kids Come on now. nowadays are exposed to the internet. They're seeing a lot worse than yeah. the Fiend, the Slenderman. Outdated? That's also outdated. <laughs> what, what's the new stuff? The Momo um, challenge. That's also outdated now. What's the newest one? Um, Peppa Pig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. But how good would it be if they had like Peppa Pig on the on the on the Firefly? Firefly Fun? Fun oh House. my god, they have a crossover with like real cartoons. Yeah, dude. Oh man, that'd be good. You want to scare kids? Then just put that on the some... put that on the. On the Nickelodeon channel, yeah. <laughs> Show so, yeah, you all right? Do the legit Firefly Funhouse on like kids channels, 
And then we're like, oh, if you want to see more Firefly Funhouse, tune oh, into Monday man. Night Raw. How evil they would that be? They tune into Monday Night Raw, and the fiend is there. How evil would that be to like put a commercial on what is it called? Disney Junior, Nick Junior, uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah, you know the ones for the little little kids. <laughs> <laughs> the Firefly Funhouse, uh, Sprout. Oh man, Sprout. The Firefly Funhouse on USA Network every on Monday, Monday night. And uh, then they do the Firefly Funhouse theme. And, and then, then it just starts be, getting staticky. Yeah. And then the Fiend shows up. That'd be evil. <laughs> you see, if they were doing stuff like that, yeah. Do something that makes it less yeah. scarier by taking it away from that ch- those channels. But they're not. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, they had to see Jerry Lawler. There's nothing scarier than that. Oh, my God. The <laughs> fucking jokes on Twitter talking about... <laughs> The predator becoming the prey. <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. Oh man. Um. Well, we're 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 going pretty long on this podcast. Yeah. Let's just wrap it up with the last thing. We were uh, pretty close to figuring out who the attacker was. We said it was going to be someone's twin. Right. We said it was going to be Roman's twin. twin. Um, no evil Roman, but there's a evil Rowan. Derek <laughs> Rowan, as you Derek said Rowan today. is <laughs> he's here. Oh man, yeah. They um, should have got that guy to be the black sheep when they were uh, the Wyatt family. But but what makes him so different from Rowan that makes him the black sheep? They could have been like, oh, we learned how to clone people. We're just uh, not perfect. Oh, that would work with sheep's because you can they clone sheep's. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Weird. Yeah. Who dude, even this, is that guy? I have no idea, dude. Derek Rowan. <laughs> I just told you. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's Derek Rowan. The, and his your name question, is Jeff Harvey. <laughs> your question, who is that guy, is the same thing that Roman Reigns was thinking. <laughs> oh, my I love God. how SmackDown just went off the air. I think they're just, like, messing with us at this point. There's... But like, how do you how do you go off the air with that? Like next week, does Roman is just like I got my answers last week. I I interrogated him last week. No, he has to just be like the guy has to show go, up again. He has to go in the ring. No, Roman goes in the ring and he's pacing back and forth, and he's just got, man, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Stop playing with me. I'm kicking Buddy Murphy's ass. I'm kicking uh everybody's ass. Like he just starts. <laughs> Samoa Joe, I want you back in this ring and tell me who did it. Oh, my God. I, I don't know. Dude. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know where it's going. I get, Well, I guess it's kind of at like a a soft stop right now. Yeah. it It's pretty obvious that. That it was Rowan. Yeah. Right. They didn't find a legitimate excuse. Yeah. Just found a guy that looked like Rowan. So it's, it, it was Rowan. Derek Rowan. Derek Rowan. <laughs> oh my god yeah um i don't know what else to tell you me neither we'll find out next week i guess so that's pretty much this podcast uh do we plug ourselves this week did we do good enough of course well if you've made it this far thank you for listening you can find me on twitter at new age rudo you can find my Broadcast colleague on Twitter at Walk with Geo. Um, Foreign Object WP on Twitter. 
what else? What else is there to plug? That's all there is. That's all there is. Um, I wish we could like just have our logo come in in the corner, like when Raw and SmackDown go off the air, and we didn't have to do an outro because outros are like very weird to me. And you know what else I noticed? <laughs> okay, what? This is going longer than it should, but uh-huh. this is a shoot, brother. Okay. Podcasts plug themselves. Podcasts and YouTube channels, like YouTubers, uh-huh. they plug themselves at the beginning of the video and the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. How do I know I want to subscribe before I've heard what's going to be fed to me? I agree. I 100% agree. So there you Unless go. Unless it's the Steve Austin podcast, I will subscribe every time. That's true. Well, that's the end of this podcast. Last question. How much do you have to pay me if the guy's name is actually Derek Rowan? I will give you as much as AEW is worth. So like five bucks. There we have it. I'm getting nothing.